AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What's up, everybody? I'm Tori. And I'm Anissa. And we are back for episode three of MTV's official Challenge podcast, where we are going to go behind the scenes of the brand new season of the Challenge, Double Agents. Just a warning, this podcast is not spoiler free. So before we go behind the scenes, make sure you're up to date on the latest Challenge episodes. Yes. And on this episode, we'll be talking about all of those injuries. From Tori, who's not strong, but managed to harm another human. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll get a broken elbow. We'll get into that later. <laughs> And Wes going home, which was your best friend, my best friend, and Mm -hmm. my team being infiltrated. Like, what the heck? By by Devin. Devin! Plus, later in the episode, we'll be joined by MTV producer and vice president of series development, Dan Caster, also known as Disaster Caster. And make sure you stick around to the end to see if we answered your listener questions. Okay, Anissa, let's get started. Are you sure? Yes, let's go. All right, all right, fuck it, let's go. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, you know how this starts off. We're going to get into safe house, which means that we have to jump into a quick 36-second recap in honor of it being the 36th season. So, Anissa, your timer is starting now. Go. Oh, my Oh my God. So, you know that Fessy and I won the last um, challenge, so we were allowed to pick the order, but you didn't see it in the episode. Then we got on top of a truck, we put ourselves last, and we had to wrestle each other, and then whoever knocked the other person off first um, won for their team. They both had to knock them off. Um, It was really crazy. Leroy and Casey won. Now we got to make a big decision. Uh, Devin gets voted in, and then Leroy blindsides Wes, even though Leroy told me in the bathroom that he wasn't going to throw Wes in, and he was going to go down himself, but it was all like a jumble. And um, then Devin beats Wes, which means one person's out of his alliance, which means our alliance will be stronger good job girl oh damn okay i'm gonna try to fill in these cracks because i don't really know yeah, if i this got is what you do that. you're a gap filler i'm a if gap filler know, tori the gap filler <laughs> all right start my time rainy son <laughs> all right tori are you ready for 36 seconds no it starts <laughs> now okay so in between all of that madness we got to see lolo jones go up against 
shit, I don't even remember who she went up against, but she was a monster on top of that on top of that truck. Then we got to see Michi, and he really held his own against Corey. So you know what? I got to give it to him there. That deadly challenge was absolutely nuts, and it really hurt when you fell into the basket. But I wouldn't know because my ass didn't fall in. That's right. But Anissa nicely fenced with Big T up at that top, and then Big T fell in, and she took that shit like a champ. It was our first fist fight. It was the coolest thing that she ever did in the challenge, and it was really dope to see her perform. Also, we get over to uh, the house, and you see Wes crying like a little baby. Not a surprise. Trying to manipulate his way out of the elimination ring. And what happened? Still got his ass sent oh, home. You're over 36. Oh, shit. <laughs> you didn't even get to the part where your team gets infiltrated and now you have a new partner. Neither one of us got to that part, but we are going to get into that in this episode. Oh, because we missed that, but we will. We will definitely crack into that. Crack into that? Crack that thing open. <laughs> We're going to bust it open. Wide open. All right, Tori. So listen, I want to know what you thought the play of the day was the best athletic move dude the play of the day was Devin Walker winning against Wes in elimination nobody thought Devin was gonna win nobody you don't think you don't think that was the play of the day I mean he was in a downward dog (laughs) and I really appreciated the flexibility in his back and hind quarters Mm -hmm. and then I look over at Wes Wes was like defeated and you could see it in his eyes like sometimes when that happens it's really hard to hype yourself up against a friend and an ally um, and someone who's part of your alliance when you know that you are a threat in the game. Um, it's just really hard. And that's something that I think West should have won. But I don't want to take anything away from Devin because he, like myself, you know, we're underestimated. So totally. um, sometimes, you know, heart and the will and proving everybody wrong get you through that sand and get you to the buzzer. Yeah, it does. And in the same right that we gave him play of the day, I also want to give him dirtiest deed because he was an asshole. <laughs> Honestly, for trying to mess with Josh and like trigger Josh while Josh is like trying to defend Casey over pizza, which with that whole situation was f- so funny in itself. But like, Devin, why do you have to poke at Josh like that, man? Why? I know. Poke the teddy bear. Yeah. Like, Josh is a good Aww. dude. We all know how Josh gets when he gets in the house. Yeah, we all get a little drinks in our system. We all get a little, everybody gets a little emotional. Some people might but not. But Devin knows that and he's smart. He knows how to play on it. Yeah. If you don't have all of the pieces to be like the ultimate challenger. Yeah. Then you use something else. Totally. You know, and he knows that he can outsmart, outwit, out fluster a lot of people. And even if he is affected by anything, he's not going to really let you know. I mean, Devin will show you when he's mad, but he doesn't get a, let a lot of stuff, you know, get under his skin. And to be honest, like, I don't know. I like Devin's personality. He's funny. And I'm like, who do I want in the house with me that's going to make me laugh? Yeah. And who's kept their word? Yeah. Twice to me. You know, um, Devin said he had me twice and he owes Fessy and I another favor. So, yeah, I'm good with him. Yeah, me too. I, I really do like Devin, even though we've had a rivalry in the past and even though he put my name out there to be thrown into a limit. I mean, that's the way the game goes, you know, and you're right. Like when it comes down to it, you have to ask yourself, who do you want to be in a house with? I mean, Devin Mm -hmm. is funny as shit. Oh, my God. Every time I see a beer, I think of a cold can and I think of Devin just writing his own songs. (laughs) Yes. Oh, always says it was song, just awesome. Man. It was awesome. Well, before we before we dive deeper into specific situations, let's just get into this episode because it was a crazy episode. It was explosive to say the least, especially with that challenge roadkill. Anissa, talk about that challenge. I mean, 
come on, Tori. It was like our wet dream come to life. Yeah, it was. It was wrestling on a semi with no harnesses. So it was like all of the all of the danger you could have ever wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so scared. There were those white lines up there that you couldn't pass because you'd fly off the front or the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. Like, the scariest part was the ladder, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You had to take a ladder up to get to this double stack trailer mm-hmm. and then wrestle yeah. on it. I didn't know. I'm like, is it padded? We didn't know what the top of it looked Uh like. I mean, it was just insane. You got up there with somebody who you're like, okay, you know that when the horn or the fire erupts or whatever, the explosion happens and you start like everything's off the table. Oh, yeah. You know, and you see people fight like they've never fought before. Yeah. You know, so it showed a lot about like people's scrappiness. The fact that people underestimated certain people that like small can be scrappy too. And to not count anybody out. Absolutely. And we saw some crazy matchups. We got to see CT and Fessy. We got to see that was crazy. Cam and Nicole Zanata. Both of those girls are beasts. Like Nicole mm-hmm. still fighting through with her arm that was dislocated. I mean, Right. What? You're a competitor. Like, yeah, she was like, oh, let's keep going. I'm like, what? I would have been like, <clears throat> we done. Yeah. We are done. Oh, my. Get me off the truck. Like, so crazy. I mean, Cam's a beast, too. It was That was a beast one to watch. Like, both of those girls mm-hmm. killed that. And, like, it's a shame that she walked off so hurt like that. Like, that broke everybody's heart. We all love Nicole. She's one of those people. Like, you saw her in that the challenge morning. Wake up, everybody. It's a, like, do the voice, Anissa. <laughs> Wake up, everybody. Gals, it's a challenge. <laughs> Gals. Anybody need coffee? <laughs> I love I love Nicole. Like I hated her going in. I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this challenge with her. And then I was like, oh, uh-huh. I love her. So yeah. and I know that she works hard too. Yeah. You know, and it just it, the, the thing that the viewers don't get to see is that we didn't get to see any of the matchups. We could see a little bit of like right. scrappy stuff on top, but you couldn't see like yeah. the details of like what people were doing, who won, who got knocked off right. until they were riding back. And totally. we were also a five minute jog away in a bus yes. waiting for everybody to go. So it was like six hours it was, that I spent on that bus with Big T pretending to fence because she had never been in a physical altercation before. I mean, mm-hmm. that was an exhausting day. Oh, my God. Yes. And you hurt people. Listen, talk about that. That was not on purpose, obviously, you know, but I think when, when you get in there and you start going, the thing is, is live is a strong girl like she Mm -hmm. she has she she can move her body and there was one point in time where she was underneath me and I I, you know in wrestling and like when somebody's got the bottom and they can go up you've got the leverage on your side so Mm -hmm. I was like the moment she had me like that I was like all right it's it's all or nothing right now because she she could Mm -hmm. she could she can fucking throw me off and I'm a vet and she's a rookie. I'm like, hell no. So I kind of snapped right. into overdrive right there. But I, I got to admit her arm was hurt before I tossed her off. So like it looks like I just kind of throw her overboard. But by that point in time, something had already happened to her arm. She was like, mom, mm-hmm. mom, me, mom, it hits, it hits. And I'm sitting there like, OK, like it hurts, but I like got to get you off. But, like, didn't really know how bad it was because right. can't see it. So, anyway, she falls into the thing. And then, like, we start realizing how serious it is. She's really hurt. And that's when I really did feel bad. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a game. It always feels good to be like, damn, I, I, I won that one. I did that thing. But at the same time, when you think about the people outside of the show, you're like, nobody wants to walk away with an injury because you don't know how. Of course not. Like, Nicole, for example, who's a firefighter? Like, how bad is that going to affect her career? Right. right. And we still don't know what's going on with her. So it's like, you know, especially when somebody leaves yeah. and you can't say anything to them. I'm, it's also just crazy to, to know, have 
two injuries in one challenge. Yes. You know, we normally see like one big one in the season or, I mean, you get a lot of competitive people. Mm -hmm. You put a lot of money up Mm -hmm. and you get, you know, some crazy performances out of people. Yeah. So, I mean, you saw Nani, Kung Fu Panda, like she knows that, that um, Natalie could have benched her, but she uses her legs and shit. Like she was like, you're not going to get me. Dude, Nani impressed the shit out of me. She was so scrappy. People don't give Nani enough credit. Like she is, she's, she's skinny, but that girl is scrappy. And that's what people say about Mm -hmm. her. She's got fight in her for real. So yeah, that was dope to watch her do that. And against Natalie, I think anybody would have been scared of Natalie. Natalie's so strong. Right. But I also think as women, like we don't always get to do like crazy physical stuff, like against each other, like body to body, like just head you know, headbangers. Mm-hmm. And this was the one time we could. Yeah. And it was just like, well, you know, put up or shut up. Yeah. And I loved that. I was like, we're all strong females. I'm like, let's see what we can do. Yeah. Well, you know, what? we got to give it for the strongest female of the day, which was technically Casey because she won. And also to Leroy because he won, too. Right. I mean, like the, both of them killed that. Yeah. I was so happy, though, too, because, you know, Casey's connected to Fessy, who's my partner. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a relief, to be honest. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, good. I don't have to pick shit. I just got to go in this long ass deliberation mm-hmm. and see what happens. I love how Leroy, even after he won, like it is scary to win because when you get power, you're like, am I going to use it or am I going to sit back and behind and just watch? But he did that. Him and Cam this season are calculating mm-hmm. things. They are making moves like they are political powerhouses this season and it's dope to watch them move like that right and the thing is like they don't even have to be nasty like they were pretty straight up about everything the thing that you don't see though during deliberation is cam came in they're like so as you know my man won and my man wanted me to relay this information to you yes which was like the dopest shit because people like really sit down and listen when cam speaks she just commands so much like attention and respect and it's like my man said this and you should probably uh, vote in Devin and that's that. Yeah. And Period. people were like, oh shit. Well, you know what? Since we know Fessy already dropped the bomb that you guys can see the votes. Since we know mm-hmm. Leroy's in power, he's going to know who didn't vote his way considering he'll see the vote. So therefore you might as well listen to Cam and Leroy. And that's where the, that's where it made a turn for worse for Wes. He didn't have that pla- that anybody in that power position to save him from getting voted in because mm-hmm. the people in that power position wanted to see him or Devin in and the other cool thing is that having Leroy and Casey win I was like okay this is cool because they'll know this additional secret when everyone found out because of Fessy's big old mouth um, when he dropped the bomb about us knowing about votes they think we know everyone's vote but we only know the majority vote and that's also cool because it's like oh well you didn't vote for me but I know who you voted for no we don't you don't no one knows but it's cool to think that. Did you know that <laughs> Fessy was going to tell everybody that? He wasn't going to, but Kyle called him a pussy. So uh, he was like, let me tell you how I really feel. Because Fessy and I were, you were the only person I told about mm-hmm. it. I remember. And I watched, watching the episode, I'm like, damn, Corey's upset because Fessy didn't tell him. I'm like, shit, but I told Tori. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's a friend's dude, Because I need to be, I need like a check. Yeah. You know, I need my checks and balances. And you are that for me. Like when I'm doing shit. I need to know that I'm, I'm making the right moves like Tori because you're like not more level headed than me. But sometimes you are, especially if I'm in a power position and you're not. 
yo, help me out with this move. What do I do? Honestly, that's why it's good to have real friends in the game. And like, it's mm-hmm. so important to make them. And I think that's why Corey was probably upset when Fessy didn't tell him because it's like, yo, you are my homie outside the game. I honestly think it's mm-hmm. like rule of thumb. If we talk outside the game, we have friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, that's right. how you know you vibe. When I only talk. Like talk, talk. Like talk, talk. Not like, hey, how you doing? But like, yo, bitch, what happened yesterday? Yeah. You know? Exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? So it's like. Yeah. Like, totally. When you have friendships like that, like if the, if I were to not tell you something in the game, you can understand why Corey would be upset because it would be like, you'd feel the same. I'd feel the same way. You'd feel the same way. I mean. Right. Right. You, it just it, it puts up a red flag. It's just hard with that. Use your information wisely. Like we had no direction this season with that deliberation. Once we got in the chamber, yeah. it was like, so what do we do with this information? Totally. And then you don't have to tell anybody once you know. There's no rule. Right. Right. I didn't know he was going to vote in Wes. I thought he may go down. Honestly, I felt bad seeing Wes's face. Mm-hmm. You kind of enjoy when somebody on that's not in your alliance gets what's coming to them. But at the same time, when it happens like that against your friend, that shit hurts, dude. No, totally. Like watching that episode, I'm like, well, Leroy's right. Like you got to do what you got to do for you sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I felt bad, but I, I don't know. But you know what? You could see the defeat on Wes's face because I think he felt blindsided by, by Leroy as well as knowing that he was going against Devin. But Devin was so mentally prepared to go in because he had been saying it all day. He was like, all right, yo, I don't have a female partner anymore. Chances of me going in are pretty high. Yeah. You even heard that interview with him when he was on the sand. He was like, once we're on the sand, you're just a competitor. You're not my homie anymore. Mm-hmm. So I give Devin so much credit. I mean, he blew us away. Blew us he away. He was just so cool about it. Yeah. And then went home and drank 20 beers. I mean, <laughs> and what people, something. what people don't know is when he was going, you don't even see him talking shit, but he's like, you know, his butt looked really good in that harness and he was like yelling back right. like, this is going to look great on my OnlyFans. Like he was talking right. <laughs> so much shit the whole, the whole time. Like the whole time. But I also think what adds fuel to the fire is that Devin and Josh are fighting. You know, Devin hates big brother or at least likes to play on that and he goes in he was like well i'm also going to kick your ass because i still want to fuck with big brother when i get back in the house yeah and he knows exactly what to do to like make josh upset and i don't think that this is the end Mm -hmm. of the drama no it's not i just think big brother plays a very different game than people than other challengers do just because their show is just very like haven't really watched it but sitting in a house for 99 days Mm -hmm. And not doing shit, but like playing a game and being sneaky and doing whatever. Like, like you got to be really cool to do that. Like, I don't know how to do that. They are calculated folk. They are calculated. Let's talk about Devin stealing me from Corey, that motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, my God. But he already told you that he was going to do that. Yeah. Didn't he warn you? He gave me a heads up. But, you know, people talk shit like People are like trying to fuck with your head. So I'm like, ah, eh, he might be doing that to fuck with my head right now. I don't know. But like, I had an idea. He, that's why I'm like gripping Corey for, for fucking life. I'm like, bro, don't do it. Don't really fucking do it. Don't take me from my home. Because me and Corey had a good, we were in a good spot. I loved it. We had like, I Corey was in a good spot. I was in a good spot until Devin threw us out there. Like, oh, attack Tori and Corey. And then, you know, he comes in and infiltrates the team. At that, that point, that's when I realized there was no predicting this game because no, you can you can get swapped. Like People can steal you. That's out of your control. You can't choose who right. goes into elimination and it takes well, you. Also, he has a skull now, so it's up to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. You know, and he said he was going to, and it's so 
Devin like mm-hmm. to follow through with what he said he was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. One it thing is. about Devin, he doesn't really bullshit around. No, nope, you know? he does so not. I kind of like that. He's a straight shooter. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's funny because like I like Devin and then we've just had so much of a rivalry from the beginning of time of our reality TV Mm -hmm. careers that it's like, uh, do we trust each other? No, fuck no. But do we like each other? Yeah, we vibe like we do. So yeah, it is interesting. Dave, you guys have a great, you guys were ridiculous together. I I loved it. They don't show the part of me like painting his toenails. Like I'm like, damn, we did have some cute moments as friends, dude. Mm -hmm. But then after after he beats Wes, Wes has this beautiful elimination speech for us. Oh, let's talk about that. Let's like what un- unpack that for us. So Anissa. Wes starts this post elimination speech, mm-hmm. very somber, very sweet tone, trying to be you know nice about it, and that he's been a good and honest person, that he's known Leroy for fifteen years, all of these things. And I'm thinking like, you haven't played this game nice, or you wouldn't have won so many times. Mm-hmm. I've played nice. You know what it does? It makes you fake friends on the show. Mm-hmm. And then you get thrown into elimination and people don't try and protect you. Yeah. Like Wes. So he's not a bad person. No, no, not at all. At all. Like I love Wes. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard. Like, of course I feel bad because I'm naturally empathetic. But like, bro, you've you've lied and spread yourself thin and you made too many deals in this game. And Leroy saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what's interesting? Like I see that. He's manipulative. Wes is manipulative, and he knows how to get a win where he can. And when you lose an elimination like that, if you make people feel bad for you, that's a, that's kind of winning, right? Like, in a sense, you get the public to be like, okay, I feel bad for Wes and how this game treated him. So I don't think that it was dis- – I don't think it was not genuine what he was saying. I do think he was hurt. But I think he knows how to play into when he's hurt to make him get more power, whether it be from the fans watching the show or whether it be from the cast. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he did. He made us all feel bad about what happened. But in that sense, like, he victimized himself, and then that's where he got power. Right. But I'm like, if you didn't go in then, you would have gone in again. Yeah. I mean, but we had to go in anyway. If you want yep. a skull, you got to put your feet in the sand. Yep, it's true. Sound like an ostrich when I said that. Are ostriches in sand? No, flamingos. <laughs> Whatever. That's how I felt, like a bird <laughs> with long legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this episode was crazy. I mean, it was probably one of my favorites so far just because of all the intensity from, you know, the injuries and the challenge that was so intense to all the drama in the house to then that big upset by Devin and then being stolen, which was kind of crazy. But, I mean, it was a great episode. So I'm excited for our next segment where we're going to talk to Dan Caster, who is the MTV producer and vice president of series development. And he is such an important part of the challenge. So we're going to get all of the behind the scenes from creating to putting it out to making sure the audience is happy. And we're going to get that all from him coming up right next. Right next? Coming up right now. <laughs> The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. 
someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with the one and only Dan Caster. He is an MTV producer and the vice president of series development. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hello, hello. I'm so nervous. I don't want to be boring. <laughs> oh, you it's never fine. Be You're boring. not boring. You're not boring, Dan. I've known you for how long now? Honestly, you knew me when I was like the little assistant on the show, having to like, I don't know, make sure people get from the hotel rooms to the reunion stage and no one would listen to me. Wow. So, And I would never describe you as boring. <gasps> oh Dan, I do have a question before we really dig deep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been on TV since 2002, right? Mm -hmm. Why am I paying to watch myself on Amazon Prime? <laughs> I mean, I think that's a question for Amazon, and I think that's really horrendous. You should have a free, you should have a free Prime account, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just my introductory yeah. question. Now things will be light and fluffy, <laughs> so light and fluffy. Okay. Honestly, working on working on the challenge, I'm sure is probably crazy for you. It's crazy for us, especially. But there's so much more work that goes in it from a production standpoint, especially with this season because of COVID and how everything really shifted in the world. So our first question is to you. How long are you working on a season of the challenge from beginning to end? It is ridiculous. It's easily. I know Emer when you go straight to her, like it is like a year beyond but then sometimes we change the theme like months before wow. because whether it's like casting hasn't worked out locations could fall out so it is months and months i mean we're already talking we don't sometimes we don't even know if we have we're picked up for other seasons and we still start thinking of ideas wow um, the dirty 31 that season 30 31 32 we had it all rolled out like the trilogy of it all. So that was even longer than typical. Wow. There is that difference between trilogies and then you have individual seasons. Mm -hmm. And it is crazy. We've really seen that transition over time. Like what's going on with that? What is the reason for wanting to make trilogy or wanting to make multiple seasons that kind of all thread with each other? I, it all depends. And it's case by case. Obviously you, if the season does well, you want to bridge everybody to continue to watch it. Um, Truthfully, it was a really fun note that we got from a boss that was like, 
movies do trilogies why can't the challenge Ooh. and it's like oh wait you're right why can't we and so you know obviously that dirty 30 is like you're you're a dirty player and then you make vendettas from it and then you have to work them out versus world or the worlds was like international people being brought together there was a clear line between uk versus us so then that became that you know and then it ensued all total madness from it so hmm. it's kind of a case by case and how it works and how the creative ideas come about yeah because mm -hmm. when we we did it it was like oh you had inferno one you had inferno two you had inferno three but in between that you had gauntlets and duels and like whatever else you had all of these shows kind of working at the same time like do you guys ever plan on i know you can't really tell me but <laughs> you could tell us ever like continuing that kind of theme yeah totally like the team MTV, like the way we work is we constantly are thinking of, well, one is what is happening really in the world that can be applicable. Like the sense of this season, you can't really trust information. There's fake news everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And so in this season, who can you trust? Some people get some information, some people get other information. Mm -hmm. So we really do, excuse me, try to take in what is working in the zeitgeist of the world, but also what's worked in the past. Or like there's a lot of hookups at some point. So uh, Battle of the X's was perfect. I never thought of it that way, kind of like moving with what's actually current within the cast and the world and then merging those two worlds and making a show out of it. And then seamlessly doing it to appeal to all of the fans, because sometimes you have all of these old school fans and then you also have these new school fans. How do you appeal to both of those groups of people? Okay, I this is the hardest part of this show. Mm. I'm not kidding. Everything else is like okay, we have to be new. We have to figure things out. Fine. But the fans are passionate. And I know because I am one and I was a fan watching Anissa before I worked with Anissa. Mm -hmm. So like, I get it. Like, I know that, you know, you miss your OG people and who are these new people. But also the blessing of the show is it is a soap opera. Like, I want to know your life. I want to know how you are at home. And that. And Anissa, you with Corey and hooking up with them and now seeing friends, like that bridges it. Like we want to see mm -hmm. all of that. So what I have the hardest time with, and this was a long winded way of saying it, is the fans get really angry when you do new things sometimes. But then it's the new things that inject new viewers and also make it fun and unpredictable. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget uh, DM said to me when I was interviewing her for something for Battle of the Exes, and she's like, stop bringing these new people. They don't belong here. They're not real world or road world. And I like look at DM and I was like, where did you come from? And she's like, <laughs> oh, she's like, good point. Got it. Never mind. And then she started embracing it a little bit more because, I mean, Corey, as you know, like, are you the one? Yeah. Like, uh -huh. great competitors. Like, bring it. So I mm -hmm. constantly feel like it's a walking a tightrope of making the people uh the fans happy and um not knowing that they need to fall in love with people yet just forcing them to yeah i mean mm. if we're speaking about casting i mean you know the themes change every season how do you pick who gets cast for each season like there's so many people to pick from mm -hmm. and you know that one person can change the whole dynamic so how do you do it um, that's actually a really fun part. Um, a lot of times it comes to who's available. Like, I know we get a lot of like, why aren't they there? MTV didn't cast them. It's like, 
well, they said no to us. Like they're not, they didn't want to do it. So that's the first thing. So you kind of go through availabilities. And then from there, like you kind of look what's going on in people's lives, what they give to the show. Um, I don't want people on the show that are going to be closed off and not going to tell you your honest answers in interview um, who aren't going to join the process. Like you have to be willing. I mean, there's a lot of times where, and you guys know it, there's people who maybe are stars on the show, but in the experience, it was like pulling teeth. Like, mm -hmm. you, you know, you guys are not two of them. You guys give your full selves to the show. So I feel safe saying that, you know, mm -hmm. and also like, I want some Anissa funny interview comedy. I want that like pizzazz that Tori you give an interview. Like, I think the interviews Fuck are yeah. really important. Is is it like yeah. possible? And like, I know you're going to probably avoid this question, but do you guys pick favorite challengers when you're watching or casting the show? Yes, I have favorites. Ah! <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> who are your favorites? And you don't have to say me. I promise I won't get upset, but I want to know who are your favorites are. Well, here's the deal. I'm very diplomatic in the sense of like, there's been a cast member who has been very rude to me. And he always gets an availability call. And I'm not going to say who it is. So it doesn't, mm. I don't stand in way of people. There's no personal vendettas on my end. You do your job at work. You make a great episode. You're funny in interview. You, mm -hmm. you know, try, you compete. If you quit, that's fine. But then you got to make it up for something else. You know, like if you're bringing something, I love you. Um, but mm -hmm. what I love is the real authentic cast members that can't help it help but be themselves on camera um yeah. i mean there's one that sticks i mean there's there's a couple there's like og person like coral is like mm -hmm. she's a bar to beat someone who hasn't been around that is new that i always loved and i felt like she was so strong um and i loved how she didn't take shit is amanda uh adored mm -hmm. her on the show and then someone who i feel like people can't help but love because they can't help but be themselves. And I've told her this is Nani. Yeah. yeah. Like if yeah. she's lying, you know it. If she's telling the truth. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hooking up. Like, <laughs> you know, she's like, Anissa, I'm sorry. I did that. And you're like, I, this isn't that like you guys can have a real conversation on air. It was not fluff. Right. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Which is something that's so difficult to do from a challenger's perspective. I mean, think about how raw and, okay you have to be to put your shit out there like that because there is this sense of like trying to like protect your image and protect yourself because people's thoughts are painful to deal with like they're the, the challenge fans are the best fans in the world and also the probably oh the most intense yes. fans in the world intense is like yeah interesting those, those listening you guys can get volatile and i don't like any of it i don't stand for that volatile. <laughs> yeah it could yeah. be a lot but then you have to put it into perspective like i've been doing this the longest and i feel like well, if it hasn't broke me yet, you know, my 20-year-old me was very upset about the message boards. 39-year-old me does not give a shit what anybody thinks, but that that's also with growth personally outside of the show and just getting older and, and living. And I feel like the show's definitely helped me to become like a more patient person and a more tolerant person, but a person that also has set boundaries, you know? And I've yeah. watched, yeah. I'm grateful that I was on Real World when I was because then people see my story and understand and can see the growth when it's like, people just fall out of thin air and then you have to like help to create a story like to show where they came from and why they're there. Mm -hmm. well, look at scripted scripted shows have layered like the best scripted TV has very layered, interesting, unexpected people. And so it's our job in unscripted is to present you who is a real person with real feelings. Both of you like 
to show your layers and to mm-hmm. show like you can't just say this is just the game this isn't my life like you're going on a show to put your life it's almost like a documentary on a competition mm-hmm. so yeah. i need to see that layer like if you're sad about a breakup if you're having if you're feeling flirty if you're feeling frustrated and pissed you lost like i want to see it i don't want it to feel like it's not a big deal because it is a big deal mm-hmm. Yeah, you're making me feel free already talking to you. I'm like, all right, next season, let's go. New Tori in this bitch. I'm about to be raw and real, baby. <laughs> Do you just mm-hmm. flash me? You have to see the good. <laughs> yeah. Spring break, you motherfuckers. You have to see the good and the bad. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. You're I doing good think. so far this season. Yeah. You're doing good. This is promising. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Speaking of this season, let's go into the injuries because obviously there was two in this episode. Can we just talk about what that's like for on the production side to take care of somebody with an injury and how the hell did you guys manage to deal with two girls being injured in the same elimination? Like, were you guys the just like, challenge. what the fuck? It was horrible. Oh, the same challenge. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. Like, First and foremost, we don't ever love when people go home. It messes with our numbers. It messages, it messes <laughs> with everything. Like, and and I also, it's we, back in the day, we used to just bring some, you know, replacements in. And, you know, every now and then we still do it, but sometimes we don't. And so it's like, if you get farther down the road, it's kind of unfair. Like, I always feel like past episode five, it's just unfair to bring anybody back, mm-hmm. you know? So I that process is pretty intense because this is a competition show and you have to get people to the doctor. You have to find out if they can compete. Um, if they sometimes depending on the injury, if they want to compete, like Cara Maria went for it and still competed with a like bum hand one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was on her. Like she wanted to do it, but at some point you're not physically like liable. Like you yeah. can't go and compete. So we have to remove the per- person out of the game regardless and then that affects the whole elimination. And mm-hmm. lucky for this season, we were taking you guys on, well, we have been taking you on a ride, ride of, is it a male elimination? Is it a female elimination? So that kind of worked, but this does happen at the most worst time. Well, totally. we hated that. Now, with the guys not going first this season, it really just turned our worlds upside down. That's the yeah. goal. So I'd like to say, if that's what you intended on doing, mission accomplished thank you thank you (laughs) so i have another question for you because there's we know like what it's like to film we know how many hours there are cameras on us all of that stuff but like how much for the viewers who don't know how much content is cut down into that episode that people watch oh my gosh okay hold on i had um i had notes i need i knew you had notes you had notes so many hours it's like think of all the like surveillance cameras around the house all the camera crews around the house, the interview footage, all happening mm. simultaneously. Each episode, it's probably two to three days. And the episode ends up being, you know, watching it with commercials, whatever, 90 minutes. So it is hundreds of hours, um, two to two, two to three to four days of footage that's just cutting room floor. Yeah, I didn't even oh consider the interview hours because we're in there for two or three hours sometimes. Hours. So oh, and that's yeah. per person. You have thirty people telling their stories. Especially our first interviews are long because we have to, you know, why we're there, what we're doing. I mean, it takes a while. So I didn't even try. Mm-hmm. I didn't factor that in. That's a lot of. 
It's a lot of hours. It's nuts, man. It's a lot of hours. Um, so I have another question for you, Dan. I am curious. Are you sad? Because we already talked about how you do pick your favorites in the game. Are you <laughs> sad when a vet leaves the game early or when somebody you like leaves the game early? I mean, is it shady to say it depends on who it is? Oh! <laughs> no, that's honest. Spicy. And we knew you would say that. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the thing is, like I said, like the favorites, it's, it's really about what the audience, what's going to make the audience happy. And also sometimes I've always found that like people who the audience maybe isn't excited about, if they come back, they're coming back for blood and they end up being like a kick-ass star the next season that you would have never even known. Uh, but if someone doesn't want to be there, it's usually like you can kind of tell, but if a vet goes, there is, there are some vets that when they've gotten eliminated early on episodes, we're like, damn it please stay because we're all rooting and making side bets who's gonna win of course you, you are, are. <laughs> totally so how much money have you won oh well we don't bet money we just do it oh. for fun because we're so passionate about making oh. a good show well let me yeah, tell you a little yeah. secret there's a big better in this house and her name is big d and oh, I <laughs> during eliminations I yeah she literally would be like so do you want to um Bet five. She'd be like, I'm so sad this person's going into elimination. Would you like to bet five on it? <laughs> like, okay, hey, Big T. I will go on record. On record, she's one of my new favorites. She is yes. one of my favorites, too. She is incredible. She is a, a sparkling star. I think that she has yes. a bright future on the show. She is. She's awesome. I really like it. I really like her. Yes. It's, a perfect, it's a perfect example. First season gets eliminated right away. Second season, you know, comes back a little stronger. You know, she just keeps wanting it more. I love it. Gets an yeah, injury totally. and then comes on here and has to do some crazy shit. I mean. That was my favorite line last season. Fresh cotton pads when she <sighs> gets injured. She's she's hilarious. There should be a big T show. And if there is, I'm watching it. <laughs> Me too. She's incredible. She's my favorite favorite oh my gosh well dan i just want to know one more thing probably before we head out unless anise has got another question but i have to know this one what is the craziest challenge store you've ever experienced oh my gosh i'm <laughs> big I'm question jumped well, a little bit um you know what i will say actually uh dirty 30 um my colleague leanne we had a whole other theme for that and it was probably like a month like ready we were totally we did casting we were all set we had games and she was like hey like so, something did it something came back maybe it was the casting we weren't feeling and um she pitched dirty 30 and i honestly think it was insane that we changed the entire show like month month and a half right before which i don't know if i could ever do again that was insane but that was you really never know and i always mm. say like the cast is not final until the cameras are on and you're there because yeah. that happened. I want to think of another answer, but that's the first thing off the top of my head. Listen, we need to get to the fun part of our show here. This hasn't been fun for you, Anissa? No, but it gets more fun. <laughs> it gets more fun because we because put more pressure play- on you. All right. Yes. We get to play the games that you created and you get to watch us. Now we get maybe 30 minutes of your time. I'm going to ask you some stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Dan, there was a lot of inner show rivalry on this episode, culminating in Devin yelling, Big Brother sucks. So we're going to see how well you know where contestants are from in a lightning round game called Origin Stories. So we're going to mm-hmm. say a name from this season, and you have to guess if they're from Are You the One or Big Brother. Honestly, I'm going to nail this. Brilliant. Right. Okay, well, you have literally a second to answer each one. Are you ready? I don't even need that. Let's go. 
Okay, <laughs> Devin Walker. Are you the one? Amber B. Um, Big Brother. Fessy. Big Brother. Cam. Are you the one? Casey. Big Brother. Tori. Are you the one? And Second Chances. Hey, Josh. Big Brother. Kyle. Jordy Shore. <laughs> oh, that was a trick question. Oh, question. <laughs> good job, Dan. Oh, that was I, good. I you got a, you got like a little that, uh, cocky there. Got a little cocky. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it. you don't you don't want me on the challenge because I'll win. Hey, I mean, get on there with us. I, I think your political game would be cool. I mean, you do oh, know this game inside and out, so yeah. What are you saying about my physical game? I don't know. We've never played a sport together. <laughs> I've had drinks with you, and I've laughed with you, and I've I've given you my heart and soul and tears and sweat and blood and bones. We've just mm-hmm. never played a sport together, so there. Well, Dan, you are. Amazing. And I thank you. And it's so nice for um, certain people to come on here and talk to us because I don't think they know how much it goes into, you know, doing putting these shows together, especially during COVID. Like, mm-hmm. I commend you. Wow. I don't know how you did it. but I commend you, you guys off. for like traveling and like leaving home and trusting us in this wild world to go on this journey. Like, I mean, we created the safe place for you, but you didn't know that until you got there, you know, so... Yeah. That. I have so much faith in you guys. Seriously, walking up to every challenge, even if it's terrifying to look at, it's like, I know that these guys are not going to let me die. So literally, I trust you guys with my life. And I'm so happy to be on this experience. I know Anissa is too. So thank you so yes. much, Dan, for coming on here, opening up with us and shooting the shit, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, you two crazies. I hope this was uh, fun and I hope we divulged enough secrets. Yeah, 100%. It was so interesting. Thank you're, you, Dan. you're an incredible interviewer, interviewee. You're a credible interviewer. Thank you. There we go. Thank you. All right. Bye. See you on hopefully the next one. (laughs) Bye, Bye, Dan. Bye. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. 
Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. So let's get into some listener questions, Anissa, because we love the fans so much and we are excited to answer some questions for you guys. So, Anissa, I'm going to ask one of the questions to you first. Why haven't there been any eating challenges lately? I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) Really depends on the executive producer. Mm. I think um, I definitely think it's a production thing because when we had back in the day when we were doing like battle of the sexes and things like that we had a different exec and we ate and then the minute Justin Booth got in there he was like enough of that eating shit yeah let's do some Navy SEAL shit he, and like, I would run 50 miles <laughs> I mean he's so much sexier than that I love you Justin <laughs> but you know, he wants to to push you to your to your furthest, you know, to your wits end. I mean, well, to not your wits end, but mm-hmm. he wants you to do as much as you can and then die um, instead of eating stuff. But people like the humility things. People like when you look like an idiot and then you're barfing up a cow ball or a cow penis. Ah, oh, God, I'm not going to lie. So, it's like, I'm so happy there's not that many eating challenges. Like, honestly, if you want there to be eating challenges, I dare whoever's listening to this to go inside your fridge, get get some raw chicken and eat it. Put some chocolate on it and eat it. Tell me how that raw chicken and chocolate tastes, because that's what actually, it feels. actually, no, this is where I come in as that disclaimer on like ridiculousness. Like, don't try any of this shit at home. OK, yeah, don't, do professionals. That. don't do that. So don't eat raw chicken, folks. Uh, Tori <laughs> is out of her mind today. But. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Why don't you like, well, don't do that. But if you're in a different country, try one of their delicacies, Mm. but try it in its most bland form. Because when we get the cow brain or the eyeball or the rat body or the pig's nose, it's just boiled. Mm. I mean, they didn't even put any Old Bay or like some seasoning salt, like put some adobe, like put something on that shit. Mm -hmm. Like give me some seasoning salts and then maybe that might taste better. But this is yeah. like bland brains and bland, bland rat. Yeah. So, God, I don't um, know how you, you don't do want it. eating challenges. It's not fun for anybody. No. Yeah. All right, Anissa, let's get to the next question then. When did you and I become cool after you threw me in so many times into elimination? Why is it so many times? This I is know. the deal, folks, for those who didn't yep. know about. Here's the deal with Tori Deal and Anissa. Hey. Um, <laughs> the deal is that. When I met Tori, I fell in love with her. I'm like, ah, this girl's amazing. Kind of reminds me of me. And I mean, I loved her. And then I was in a room with like Kara and Jemmy and Nicole and like people and Marie, people that I'd known forever. Mm. And it came a time where I was like, Tori and I did this thing and I just saw so much potential in her. And I'm like, she's going to be badass. And like, if I'm ever teamed up with her, even though she doubted me the first challenge and I beat her, um, I want... To be with her. You complimented me every time I did well. Mm. You supported me. And we got to after this challenge. And um, I was like, I don't trust Jemmy. Like, mm. I think maybe I'll put Jemmy in. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get, if I pick the X mm-hmm. and double cross her or the cross, whatever the fuck it was. And I got there and I couldn't do it. And I wanted to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like, Tori, I got to do what I got to do. Um, 
and it should have been Nicole actually because I didn't know she was the one talking the most shit <laughs> but that's all in hindsight mm-hmm. and I put you against Marie which Marie was being paranoid and you know she was like why would you give me Tori I'm like I don't know like I like Tori I don't know yeah. it just it worked out the way it yeah. did and you literally said to me like if you would have talked to me before mm-hmm. you know like I think it would have been different totally like I like if you knew you had to do that in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hated me. No. And you know, what's so you funny. Me the devil, Lucifer. Oh God. Which isn't really a, that terrible of an insult. You know, it was like, I got horns that season. Oh, I know. I couldn't even look at you because like, I was so, I felt bad. I don't, I don't like beef. I don't like to have beef with people. And the other thing is, is like, you can't deny when you really do connect with somebody, you connect with somebody. And like the game might get in between you at first, but when you guys vibe out and you have fun, it's like, shit you know like fuck it and you got to throw people in every once in a while so like I honestly I'm so I'm so happy that's the beginning of our story because I don't now we have something to laugh about because I love you more than I love anybody I know I love you too so much Mm. and I even threw you in on champs for stars but this is like after Ashley had to leave because of her father and Mm. you came in late and even Dan said like it's unfair when people come in late because it's like well people already did the work and we already did the hard shit in the beginning get to knowing everybody and like all that so I and you know sometimes the easier choice is to like hey we're going through all this shit Mm -hmm. can I throw you in and you understood that plus I was like bitch you're gonna win doesn't really matter yeah it it was all good yeah so basically you set me up for two for two of my elimination wins and I'm so thankful for that and that that's that And we realize we really love each other. So, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Well, this was a crazy episode. It's been a crazy challenge, Anissa. And it's always amazing doing it with you. And it's always amazing doing this podcast with you. So thank you so much for co-hosting this shit with me, girl. Girl, I love you. Girl, Girl, I love you. Nobody else. (laughs) Girl, tell these hoes where to follow you. Okay. Find people that are listening at home or wherever you're listening. Um, you can find me at Anissa MTV. That's A N E E S A M T V on Twitter, which I don't really use, and Instagram, which I do use sometimes. You can find me there. DM me if you have any questions for our next podcast. I would love to answer them. Mm-hmm. And guys, you can follow me at Tori underscore deal. Hit me up, sign in my DMs. I love talking to you guys if I can. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And don't forget to watch the challenge Double Agents every Wednesday and listen to our podcast every Thursday. Yes, because we are going to go behind the scenes every week on MTV's official challenge podcast. Yeah, baby. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.